0: Hey listeners, I am still sick with COVID. And so it's going to be a little while before I go back to the interview based podcasts, maybe a couple of weeks. I'm just giving myself time to recover. And you might even be able to hear it in my voice that I've not quite got my breath back entirely. It's hard to speak for long periods of time without taking a deep breath, which doesn't make for the best audio experience. One thing I'm really interested in. One aspect of audio marketing that I'm really interested in is the emergence of audio rooms. So we've seen it, I think maybe in Facebook, but we've definitely seen it with Twitter spaces, with Spotify, Green Room, and probably most familiar to a wider audience here is Clubhouse during the pandemic, where that became the go-to place for audio experiences. Being in podcasting, being in the audio space, being a fan of music and podcasts, I'm really interested in what's happening in this space. And I jumped into LinkedIn this week uh, and I was surprised to see that they have a new audio events feature. And whenever these features come out, my first step is always just to jump in and see what's happening. And so I thought I'd try something different with this week's episode. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to work out. I'm going to try and do a screen recording. So those that are interested in seeing this active in LinkedIn, I'm not too sure if this is available for everyone right now, but I'm going to try and record the video and I'll share the video on the page on our website where the podcast is linked to. And I'm going to try and host a LinkedIn audio event. I'm not active on LinkedIn, like massively active on LinkedIn. Um, I have a small audience. I have no idea if anyone will join. I've not promoted anything, but I thought I'd test it live, see if anyone joins, talk through the features that I'm seeing and just get a feel for it. And hopefully that will be a way to introduce LinkedIn audio events to you as well. So at the moment, I have just jumped into LinkedIn. I am just about to start my screen sharing software. I have no idea what's going on with that. Okay, I'm getting the lights, camera, action sign on my screen. Screens recording. I've jumped into LinkedIn. I've got this notification on my uh, I guess dashboard or homepage that says host an audio event. So let me click into that. Create an event. Upload a cover image. Well, I don't have one of those handy. Is it recommend is recommended but not necessary? The organizer, I can pick. I have a podcast, another blog that I have, and slight visibility. Let me let me do this under site visibility for now. Attending page admins will be shown in the event attendee list. Okay, whatever. Event type online or in person? Uh, that's a really confusing option. What does it mean, an audio event in person? I'm going to go for online right now. I think that's a weird, it would be nice if they had a, if it would be nice if they had some text here describing what these things are. I'm going to try online event format, LinkedIn live, um, or an external event link. I'm going to try LinkedIn live event name. I'm going to do audio, site visibility, audio, site visibility, audio event, uh, test. And you can tell it's live today because my cat in the background, there's a uh, start date now. Start time at 4 p.m. Well, it's just gone 2. Let me, let me see if I can do that. Do 2 p.m. End date and end time. I'm going to do it for, can I do it for 15 minutes. Let me try that. So you can set your start and end time for the event. Oh, and I can, I can select my own interval. So I've selected 15 minutes. I'm four minutes in. Use a LinkedIn registration form. Members share details you can download later. Okay. So that's an interesting way in which you can easily capture. It's maybe different from what I've experienced on Spotify and on Twitter spaces. When you jump into those audio rooms, you can follow people. I think, um, but you can't download kind of, or access personal information to then follow up and contact later, at least from not what, I, what I can recall on Spotify and Twitter Spaces. I'm not sure, so sure on Clubhouse what you can do. But it's definitely interesting that you can add a LinkedIn registration form, I assume, as a way for email capture. Description. So let's say testing linked in new audio events. for the internet marketing podcast. Okay, speakers. Can I add me, Scott? Yep, so I can add me there and I can add other people from the organisation. That's cool. Um, It's not allowing me to click next, so maybe I've missed something. Please check the date and time entered. Hmm, let me do... Maybe it's because the date's in the past. So let me do 2.08. That's a few minutes from now. Yep, that was it. So it just won't allow you to select a date in the past. Makes sense. Time in the past. Um, Share this. Okay, so it takes you to a screen on LinkedIn where you can then share your status update. I'm sharing this on behalf of site visibility. Um, Join me for a live, uh, test recording of LinkedIn audio events complete with, uh, my cat miles in the background. He's just eaten. All right. So I should have probably added a cover, a cover image. i know that in the past that will obviously make it clearer to people. I mean, this is a test, so it doesn't really matter, but um, that's going to stand out in people's feeds. It's two o'clock. I imagine this is probably the worst time to, or oh, maybe a good time to test something. Maybe not the best time for engagement. Let me post that and see what happens. Um Post a view post, invite your connections to the event. Let me click that and see what happens. Who can I invite? That's easy. Does it just allow me to invite anyone? I'm going to invite some of my colleagues. So it does my colleagues first. So let me invite my colleagues. Yep, I'll invite a few of my colleagues just in case any of them are online, see this and want to join me. And I don't know if that means that other people can join as well. So as you can see here, um, for those watching, for those listening, I'm now taken to a page where it says there's an audio event test starting soon, which will be in a minute or so. Um, It looks like there's a section that allows people to leave their reactions, pretty much the same as any other platform. There's the ability for me to add this event to my calendar. It says that I'm the only attendee. There's the about information and information related to the speakers and who it's posted by. On the right hand side of the panel, there's a comment section. I assume that kind of works like uh, YouTube where people just can chat in the comments Interestingly, there's a networking section. I don't quite know what that is because there's no other attendees. At the moment, it just shows my information. Yeah, maybe you can click on attendees and it's a quick way to get to their profile. I'm not sure. Um, My clock has hit 2.08. And so I'm assuming it will start soon. I don't know if there's anything that indicates when this goes live. Let me leave a reaction and see what happens. Can I leave more than one reaction? No, you can only leave one reaction. So yeah, I'm not too sure how you then get started. Maybe you have to have a second attendee to start the event. It's unclear. I also have some buttons here To uh, whilst I'm on this page and everything's waiting. I've got an invite button so I can add more people still. An edit button. Let me click that and see what happens when I click edit. Where I can then go through and change the settings that I've added before like the title, the start time. Manage event so I can manage attendees. What can I do from there? I can see who's invited and then I can click through to their profile. I'm assuming maybe I can set different statuses for different attendees as well and i can report the event if you find it unsatisfactory or provocative in any way hopefully it's not um yeah i don't really know what else to do from this point because it still says it's starting soon but the start time uh yeah it's gone past the start time and there's no indication that this event has started Oh, I also have an analytics section here. Let's see what this is. I can see the total events. Sorry, the total attendees, the total unique events, attendees job function, visitor attendance and metrics, audience demographics. That's pretty cool. A lot of information. I'm going to hold on this screen just um, by chance in case any of my colleagues end up joining Um, Or if there's any other indication on this screen about how I can get the event started. Again, I'm assuming that perhaps the audio event doesn't start now until someone else joins. That's just not entirely clear to me. Um, But while I'm here, I I might as well talk about why these things or how these things are being used. So, how are audio rooms being used? What am I seeing? Why am I excited about them? One of the reasons for me that I'm so excited about them is because uh, of camera fatigue. So, I don't always find it useful, helpful, enjoyable, probably is more the word, to be on camera. I'm on camera a lot during my role in the day, and I really believe that camera fatigue is real. And I I much prefer to be off camera if I can, unless it's absolutely necessary that I'm on camera. That that continues with podcasting. I'm very much a listener. I focus on the conversation. I've probably said that previously on podcasts. Um And so for me, audio events are perfect because it's the way in which I absorb information and I feel like I have the best conversations. I find video quite distracting as an interviewer. And on the odd occasion where I've been a guest, again, i I, it's just an additional pressure, but maybe distraction that takes away from the audio quality and the conversation quality for me. So that's one of the reasons that I prefer really diving into the audio space a little bit more than video. It's funny because I've had this conversation recently with the owner of Speak On Podcast, Jacob, and we were discussing the fact that you know, all podcasts will probably need a video asset, a video arm in the future to be successful. That's something that I'm going to have to battle with as a podcaster. I have to find ways to integrate the video with these audio experiences, but for as long as I can and for as long as there's a chance that audio rooms could become unique in their own way, I'm going to pay some attention to those too. So that's one of the reasons that I'm so keen to focus on audio rooms. For a lot of other people as well, they're going to be similar to me. It's not just the pressure of being on camera or the distraction of being on camera. It's about the way in which you consume resources at different points in the day. So quite often, if I'm in an audio room, I'll listen to that maybe in bed with some headphones on. And that's also not the right time, not the best time to be on camera. Uh, You might have a partner next to yourself. You're not looking your best. And it's just a easier way to consume and interact with people in a non-intrusive way. So I find audio events useful for that. I'm not a driver, but I assume that audio events in the same way as podcasts are quite useful for people that commute, that are driving a lot or yeah, commuting a lot. And, um, yeah, I think those are some of the main reasons why I'm really interested in what's happening in the audio room space and what I've found, the way in which I have found audio rooms being used. So of course there are general topics. A lot of people saw this in Clubhouse. They're quite broad topics. It, um, it actually Clubhouse became particularly successful because of the celebrity and influencer integration. People started jumping in on the audio rooms and, there is definitely, I was on, I've been in Twitter spaces where there's been like 100, 200 people. Um, I remember a couple recently where there was Jay Z and Alicia Keys talking. And it does feel like you're closely connected to those people. It feels kind of exclusive. That exclusivity of audio rooms is particularly exciting. So I really like it for that as well. Um, but I think it's gradually developed and people have started, from what I've seen, to use audio rooms as a way to extend conversations from existing resources. So for example, we have a weekly podcast. We might take one of those uh, weekly podcast interviews um, and then break it down. So we might publish a podcast and then shortly after the podcast is published, or maybe the next week, the next day, we might have an audio room with that guest where we can take topics or questions on the podcast. I've seen that done. I've, I've seen audio rooms used to build excitement excitement in preparation for product launches so uh, particularly in nft spaces actually so product service or, or launches of things so in the nft space i'm a part of a few nft or artist communities and they're doing a really good job of answering faqs and also building excitement hype Using it as a medium to which community uh, in a slightly different way to Discord, so they're op- they're allowing their community to open up via Twitter Spaces and then taking the conversation maybe to Discord, then building the subscriber base from there. But the initial starting point to for for a broad appeal is taking place on Twitter Spaces in most scenarios. So I've seen it used for that. I'm a fan of mixed martial arts, and there's a podcast called The MMA Hour, and Ariel Hawani, the host of that he typically will, um, he he has really long kind of, it's not even podcasts, it's episodic content and he can be talking for two, three hours at a time. And then after the episodes finished live on YouTube, he'll take and extend the conversation to Spotify green room. And there's kind of a discussion about everything that's just been discussed. So again, it feels kind of like an exclusive extension of the original conversation, whatever it is. So, um, I've seen it in fashion. So when, uh, there are new, when there are things being discussed about again, new, uh, I guess trends or style launches, particularly in music as well, when there are new songs are released or there are events and people want to discuss the events. I remember in the build up to Glastonbury, there are a few Glastonbury hype Twitter spaces, that kind of thing. And so I'm just seeing as, as seeing it as a different medium through which to extend whatever conversation you have, whatever existing resource that you have. I've not yet seen anyone that's built or focused, excuse me. <clears throat> I've not seen anyone that's focused their entire kind of brand strategy or growth strategy around audio rooms and built it up from there. Not that comes top of mind. Um, but I have seen, people use it to build upon things that they already have. And I think audio rooms can be really, really good for that. So I just wanted to share that. Of course, I'm interested if uh, in your examples of audio rooms, how they're being used, how you're seeing them being used in your industry. You can tweet us at Site Visibility. You can email me, scott.colnutt at sitevisibility.com. When we publish this podcast, this audio event on our website, um, I can link to examples for everyone to share. And stay connected with us on the Internet Marketing Podcast, because I'm going to be experimenting a lot more with audio rooms. I really like the medium. Um, it adds an additional layer onto podcasting. It really suits uh, my preferred style of marketing and conversation. And so you can expect to see me maybe a lot more on LinkedIn, possibly Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces has definitely, for me, become the go-to um Again, I'm just speaking anecdotally, but I'm jumping into Twitter Spaces maybe once or twice a week now for events. Uh, whereas Clubhouse, I really haven't opened that app for quite a few months. Spotify Green Room maybe once a month, twice a month for different events. Who knows where LinkedIn's going to be? I, when I was explaining, when I shared this news that LinkedIn had launched audio events to our team, one of the first comments back was. Imagine the circle jerking that's going to take place uh, on LinkedIn audio events. So I think uh, maybe people are worried about LinkedIn and just generally the culture of LinkedIn and ego, in particularly ego and LinkedIn, and how that might come across in LinkedIn audio events. I don't know. I've not joined any yet. This is my first experiment. So we shall see. Um, Perhaps what I'll do is after my internet marketing podcast recordings, I might jump in and start experimenting more frequently with live linkedin audio events um so look out for me no one's joined this particular session that i'm recording right now uh, but i will publish it to our website if you're listening to this podcast you want to check out how things work it's a pretty good resource to go to um because i know myself it can be quite nerve-wracking when you have a live event feature to jump on it for the first time excuse me my voice is going on. But to jump on it for the first time and experiment live covid is getting the best of my voice now so i'm going to wrap it up here and um, take care this has been the internet marketing podcast for the benefit of those listening to just the podcast after i finished the recording i jumped back into linkedin i went to the LinkedIn section where you create a post, I created a new post and then had the drop-down option to create an audio event. So I, um, I created a second audio event and it worked. So if you watch the video, I recorded a second video. You can see how it worked the second time. I don't know why the LinkedIn audio event didn't go live the first time. It looked to be just a flaw in the LinkedIn user interface, but you can see the full process now. So if you're listening, you've been listening to that journey and you're thinking, well, how do we actually go live? Go check the video um, that's published on our podcast page, and you can see that too. All right, this has been the Internet Marketing Podcast. Take care.